0: welcome, welcome to, monsters to monsters out of, out of context. context now I still think a devil is gonna make a better neighbor than some angry giant who doesn't understand boundary
1: so what you're what you're trying to tell what you're saying is the one with dark vision works at a nightclub
0: okay but like what is a ghoul doing running a restaurant
1: yeah it has a strength of plus five but it is <laughs> not very smart who, who would, would win? win hey welcome welcome everybody. Hello
0: Hello. I'm Abby.
1: And I'm that's Corso. That's how we start, right? Yeah, that's how we start.
0: Okay, cool. I'm Abby.
1: And I'm Corso again.
0: And and this is you're still Corso?
1: I'm still Corso.
0: And this is Monsters Out of Context.
1: Still. Every week we grab two monsters out of the monster manual. We learn a little bit up. Of- a little bit about their stats, (laughs) where they come from in pop culture, and then we pit them against each other in a real fun who would win battle, like who's a better baker, who's a better uh, roommate, all that fun stuff.
0: And this week we have the Nightmare and we have Hobgoblins. Yeah. I'm going to start us off with the Nightmare because based on my handy dandy system, I know I'm supposed to go first this week.
1: That is a sentence. I'm going to start us off with a nightmare. Like, what do we... <laughs> that sentence, first off, you're starting there. It's like, yeah, I'm going to just starting. Like, this I mean, is the warm-up.
0: It's, it's a monster podcast. Like, <laughs> we just start. But I do... I um, was disappointed... A little bit in the nightmare because it is not at all like the bad dream demon that I would talk about when I get to the pop culture section, which was a bit of a letdown.
1: Okay, okay. Because I want to
0: tell you what the nightmare is. The nightmare is a horse that's on fire.
1: And (laughs) that's what it is.
0: It's just a horse that's on fire. Specifically, horrifically, it's a pegasus that's had its wings removed. And the pain of having its wings removed turned it evil. Which don't I understand. declaw
1: your cat.
0: That's what that means. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's what this is.
0: But other than that, I made the mistake of not actually looking up like a normal store a horse's stats. So I don't know how it compares. But it's got an AC of like 13, only a challenge rating of three. I guess not only a challenge rating of three. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's still a pretty good. <laughs> that's a little hefty. That's a ch- my bad. A horse is like to, a quarter. I'm used to looking at like last week we had what like a challenge rating 17. Yeah. <laughs> and we, yeah. Like we've been we've been up there. Now we're a little.
1: We even deal with demons
0: um, they whoever rides the nightmare which is another sentence in itself riding a nightmare
1: I'm gonna ride this one out. <laughs>
0: has resistance to fire damage and the nightmare also glows obviously because it's on fire so it spreads light in a 10 foot radius and then dim light another 10 feet um it has hooves so it can pound you and it can
1: the sentences today
0: (laughs) i'm good at it i'm a writer it's my job The other thing is that it can enter the ethereal plane itself and up to three willing creatures within five feet of it can just magically enter the ethereal plane. Oh, whoa,
1: that's intense.
0: Or vice versa into the material Yeah, it can plane. come
1: and go as it pleases.
0: Yeah, but they don't, they aren't born. They are literally like they are a pegasi. Who uh, had its
1: wings removed.
0: Yeah, and that's how they're made. Yeah, that's pretty much what a nightmare is. It's pretty basic, you know, a demon horse, a hell horse.
1: Okay, so very, it's a traumatic horse.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a traumatized horse. A it's traumatized, traumatized pegasus is what becomes a nightmare <laughs> okay um and so
1: is that that and it's
0: summoned via sacrifice and unless a worthy sacrifice is offered to it as food upon its arrival the nightmare displays no special loyalty to the creature it serves so it will not it's like an introvert if you don't feed it it doesn't care about you it's so not like here the to invite
1: socialize. is saying i've got food and then when it shows up and it judges the food it's like Mm-hmm. Nah. Yeah, if it like I'm, not I'm here with... for
0: the food and if I don't like the food, <laughs> I don't I'm sorry, care. is that
1: a little Caesar's pizza? Is that what the fuck that is?
0: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's okay. pretty much a nightmare. It's a pretty like comparatively s- simple creature to some of the other monsters that we have been exploring. It doesn't have a whole lot of special abilities. It's just kind of like
1: this horse. Well, let's get into this pop culture then, like where you said there, you were upset about
0: this. I was a little upset. So the origin of the word nightmare is English folklore. Okay. Germanic folklore.
1: Okay. As all creepy things are. Okay.
0: And the nightmare is a demon that sits on your chest and gives you bad dreams that's what a nightmare is so why the heck d d made it a horse
1: is it does it so it obviously it does that when you're sleeping
0: right yeah okay but do it you does get... not look like a horse I mean some of the pictures have a horse like they ride the horse it's basically like a goblin that rides a horse and then the goblin sits on your chest and then you have bad dreams and that's oh, okay. what a nightmare is that's not at all what d d has given us
1: I mean you get the pun though right the the nightmare,
0: because it's a female horse, but that's not where the word comes from. <laughs> I know, I know,
1: I know. <laughs> just, I'm just Those making sure. Those of you sure. listening
0: could not see the like slow blinks <laughs> that I was just giving Corso. <laughs> but I, I got it. I'm just it. like,
1: wait, the pun is important though. <laughs>
0: I did find a couple other examples because I googled horse demons. So the FBI agent who's watching like my search history is probably very just (laughs) concerned about me when I'm a writer. But there are a couple of like horse demons in um, mythology. The fire horse is also a thing in like Chinese mythology. But I wanted to specifically focus on like demons because the nightmare in D&D is a fiend. Yeah. And there is a thing called the Nucleaf, 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 lo- uh, I fucked it up. I try. I looked it up <laughs> and I still I like, fucked it up. Still- <laughs> um,
1: the- can that someone, can someone clip that? The nuka the Nucleaf, I fucked it up. Like, can someone clip that?
0: It's a horse-like demon from Orcadian mythology, um, origins in Norse <clears throat> mythology. It's really fucking creepy. It's a human combined with a horse, it's skeleton and muscular it's not like a it's not like oh. a centaur it's a whole horse and then a human okay. in the rider seat no legs and it's just really creepy there's also the tick belong uh, or tikbalong, belong um, from the Philippian culture okay which is a horse that is like um, one of the pictures of it looks just like a really jacked Bojack Horseman but um, <laughs> It just bugs travelers in the woods. Um, and it kind of <laughs> has both you. Bugs?
1: That sounds like.
0: Them. <laughs> <laughs> it annoys them. A jacked walking horse.
1: Yeah, thank you. I'm sorry. A jacked <laughs> it, walking talking horse. Not all the pictures look horse. like that.
0: Just the picture that I found looks like a. <laughs> Um, there are multiple pictures on the wikipedia page but it's basically it it like torments travelers in the woods okay
1: all right so it messes with travelers got it
0: yeah which so none of these are quite like the nightmare that D D has given us
1: but we've all seen a horse on fire right like that's just like typical fourth of july nonsense horses and fire we get it right
0: um i mean i guess americans would i don't know that <laughs> <all right. laughs> but yeah i mean we've all seen horses so just imagine a horse with like fire instead of hair. Yeah,
1: you know, like I feel like D&D could have made this so much better.
0: Yeah but I appreciate I it I feel anyway. the
1: same way.
0: About the nightmare or about the hobgoblins?
1: Uh, about the hobgoblins.
0: Okay, well tell me about the hobgoblins.
1: Hobgoblins, okay. So the hobgoblins we end up with in D&D, and actually thanks to you for pointing out that there were in fact multiples, I did my research on just the base hobgoblin, which is a quarter challenge rating, but a super quick cursory glance at all the other you know, invocations of a hobgoblin bring us to there is the hobgoblin warlord there is the hobgoblin um uh you've got the hobgoblin warlord you've got the hobgoblin chieftain you've got the hobgoblin devastator the hobgoblin iron shadows so there, there's a whole slew of them and eventually hobgoblins are a player playable race but a hobgoblin in dnd is a humanoid goblin. They're called goblinoids because it's of the goblin race, which is a fun little jump, which I learned previously in other episodes already, that goblin used to refer to a slew of creatures like orcs, And what we know as goblins and other little creatures like kobolds. Also bugbears. And bugbears. They used to all be under goblin. And then when the goblin that we know became the number one, other things became referred to as goblinoids. So like humanoid, goblinoid, that was a thing. So a gob, a hobgoblin is a tall, human sized orc sized goblin so that same sort of goblin appearance that you would think uh why is
0: it called hob is it cuz it has hobbies
1: so well uh actually that's funny that that might not be too far from the truth as to why it's called a hobgoblin. uh so so I, uh, I'll get to my references in a minute, but so to understand the hobgoblin that is in fact in D&D, you've got this, you've got this goblin, uh, this hobgoblin. It is a quarter challenge rating. So by itself, it's a weaker little thing. Um, but you know, your average run of the mill citizen is going to get hacked in half by this. Uh, it's a, uh, sorry, it's a one half challenge rating and they are hell-bent on, not hell-bent, but they are battle-bent. They value strength and combat above all else. And uh, above each and every one of them, uh each, each, rendition of a goblin a hobgoblin they're all the same they just get better at being a general of war
0: can can i insert my favorite my favorite fact about hobgoblins yes is that they are military like experts that's their whole thing but if they're fighting elves they will fight elves first even specifically even if it's a strategical error it says it in the book (laughs) They hate elves that much. We don't know why. They just do.
1: Yeah, they're just so upset with elves that they're like, yo, I realize those five are the real problem, but I'm like, fuck that guy in the back. Everyone go kill that dude first. Like drinks on me. <laughs> <laughs> so so if you wanted to trap some hobgoblins, then I suppose you could use an elf or a half elf as bait. If your team had one and was like, "Hey, I could lure them into a trap because they will literally try to murder me," or you could look so like an elf,
0: imagining um, Larkfall, the <laughs> 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 like the Lark fallen gods, Shinzi and now being like, "All right, Pahari," and
1: yeah, Liruga. foreshadowing, yeah.
0: You're, you're gonna be bait.
1: So uh, yeah, so yeah, they are this—they are this quarter cha- that's half challenge rating. They're battle bent. Uh, their strength—they uh, value strength and combat above all else, but. Uh, They have a real cool ability in just the base form called martial advantage. So certain things like kobolds and other goblinoids have a thing called pack tactics. When there are multiples of them around, they get advantage on their attacks. It makes it easier for them to hit. Well, the hobgoblins get beefier with something called martial advantage. When they land a hit once per turn, they can just deal extra damage if an ally is nearby. So it's like you were distracted by an ally being there. Uh, an ally of theirs being there, that they got a good cut in or a good attack in.
0: They also, um, don't they also have this ability called leadership? I didn't quite understand how that worked. Are you looking at it right now? So
1: uh, what you're talking about, Is the Hobgoblin Warlord again? You're jumping up to the top. Oh yeah. So the Warlords have Warlords (laughs) have an ability called Leadership, which for one minute they can utter a special command or warning. Captains do. Captains do, and they will uh, uh, a command or warning whenever a non-hostile creature that it can see within 30 feet of it makes an attack roll or saving throw. Creature adds a d4 to its roll, provided it can hear. Uh, A creature can benefit from only one Leadership die at a time. So basically basically uh what that it, it's like giving all uh, da, 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 a non high style yeah that is basically a sh- version of bardic inspiration but it's more oh, like okay, cool. hey get your shit together like or watch out for that guy <laughs> and they'll add a d4 to their like save now dope yeah so it's a very base form of bardic inspiration but it's more of your general it's like
0: pull yourself together man so <laughs> i i prefer the get, get your shit together yeah
1: get your shit together but my references on so so that's the thing they think about is their leadership ability as they climb the ranks and their martial advantage dealing extra damage uh if there are allies that are not incapacitated so the hobgoblin itself is an interesting history in lore because the hobgoblin we got is by no means the hobgoblin that we are seeing, okay? Mm -hmm. The hobgoblin that you read about if you look through the lore is a small little, what you imagine a goblin, uh, a small little child-sized thing. I think they're technically listed under fairies because like, again, how how goblinoids Mm -hmm. covers a slew, fairies covers a slew. They are this thing that used to do little, uh, the, the lore behind them is that they would do little work around the house, the the English lore and the like Germanic lore. Hobgoblins oh, would do... because they were
0: also probably lumped in with elves too, right? Uh, yeah, then...
1: yeah. All all of that circle. Yeah. And so hobgoblins would do little chores around your house and you while you're sleeping and usually in exchange for food. And that was it. They would do simple things like dusting or ironing or a little bit of cleaning. Like that's just like what they did. They were just for the most part... Just
0: another monster motivated by food.
1: Yep. And for the most part, they were... Friendly, Sometimes a little mischievous, a little trickster.
0: What did we do to piss them off?
1: That is the thing. If you upset or you uh, anger a hobgoblin, which apparently wasn't hard to do, (laughs) but like if you did it, they could turn into a Bogart out of spite and now become an evil version of themselves, hellbent on mischief and pranks and bothering you. Interesting. And so...
0: Does D&D have Bogarts?
1: I don't know. No, but that was sort of part of the thing that I was like, hey, that's sort of interesting. They made the hobgoblins the evil ones. When in lore, hobgoblins were the friendly little helper ones that just wanted some fucking pizza and would clean your house and help you move. I want a hobgoblin. But the Bogarts are the ones that would fuck with you. And the hobgoblin that we got is this I'm a big scary orc that wants to fight people to the death. And it's like, that's not... That's not the lore at all. (laughs) That's not a nightmare. That's not a hobgoblin. So it was interesting that we both had these creatures that didn't match up to where like the lore of that name came from. So yeah, that's kind of what I have on hobgoblins.
0: This is us on D&D Missing Opportunities.
1: Yes. (laughs) D&D, what's your damage, man.
0: What isn't your damage? What's your damage dice?
1: So let's find out what they're going to be competing against. We've That's got a, a great nightmare, idea. which is a horse with fire hair
0: that can go in and out of the ethereal plane i think that's its coolest
1: feature that's going to be the major one and then we've got the hobgoblin which we'll we'll go ahead and bump it up to the hobgoblin warlord because it's a challenge rating of six uh, versus your challenge rating of three just so that their abilities come into play here and the the warlord can has leadership and has the martial advantage so it hits harder because they're just like Hey, we have the we have the upper hand. We're fighting in pairs. So, let's find out though cuz it's not combat that they're going against each other in. So, what is it gonna be, Abby?
0: Which one would be the better criminal justice prosecutor? <laughs> <laughs> We did separate prosecutor and defendant.
1: Good. So this is the one who's grilling you, who is like, yo, you're fucking guilty. I got you dead to rights. I know. I know it. You're an elf and you're going to jail. And it's like, that has nothing to do with the crime. But- (laughs) Okay, so so let's start off. Nightmare goes first. We're going to debate who is the better criminal prosecutor. Uh, so, yeah, let's go with the pros of the nightmare.
0: It's neutral evil. It's a neutral alignment.
1: It's a chill evil.
0: <laughs> so, it's
1: let's see. Can it talk? All- can it no. talk? It can't no, communicate it can't. psychically or anything?
0: No. It okay. understands, but it can't it can't speak.
1: <laughs> but that's a real strong ass defense though. Think about it. They're like, yeah, well, I couldn't have been there, right? And it just stands there.
0: <laughs> that's true. You just like make them sweat, make them nervous. Yeah. I think that was what I was trying to think of. I was like, the pro here is gonna be how it chooses to communicate because it can't speak. Um and so I was trying to figure out what the pro is. And I think just make making the um making the witnesses sweat. Is going to be it's it's well, also, also it's on the fire. fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's going to be its main MO. Also, it I mean, it could like still prosecutors don't have to work alone. I guess it would probably like have to have someone, but it could like still gather evidence, right? Yeah. Like it and could it, still have the evidence to present. It just couldn't give an argument.
1: Well, and also imagine it just like if this is your prosecutor and it's just staring you down. And the question is like. Well, shit! If that's the prosecutor, where am I going if I like go to jail? Yeah, like the the prosecutor is a literal nightmare. Um, what j- what court am I in right now? Because this can't be good. Um, so that that might be a pro, but also, what are some cons? I I think that lack of communication. Yeah, to make an argument, that's yeah. gonna be a strong problem that's gonna there.
0: Be, that's going to be a real major con the fact that it can understand language is pretty cool maybe okay so you know on tiktok all the animals that have the buttons so they can oh talk. god
1: no a literal nightmare now don't don't give it a talking button box
0: how else is it going to communicate <laughs> It's not gonna. So maybe that's a con that it would have to with the buttons. I like the animals with the buttons. Okay,
1: story. so cons of the cons of the nightmare. Uh, it, it's not able to make an argument. Um, what's its intelligence for this it's sort of thing?
0: Plus zero.
1: Okay, so it's not like negative, but it's not like high.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, there is nothing that says it doesn't set things on fire where it walks. Like. It doesn't have that as an ability, but I okay. feel like that could be a hazard. That yeah, the, the fire, fire might
1: be a... Also, it's a horse
0: <laughs>
1: in a courtroom. I feel like we've, I
0: feel like we've referenced this before. The John Mulaney, the John- there's a
1: horse in the hospital.
0: You always reference that one because that's the one people know in America. But like the um the one where he's talking about the horse babysitting your dog and you're like leaving all <laughs> the phone number and all the information and you're a horse. That would be basically having a nightmare as a lawyer.
1: Yeah, that would be... That would would be the fucking problem. Okay. So uh do you got any more pros or cons that you want to try and... Uh,
0: nah, it's a horse.
1: Does that ethereal plane come into uh, uh, play here at all? You can hide in the
0: ethereal plane if, it, yeah. if you're trying to hide from the prosecution. They will find you.
1: Yeah, I will find you. Um Okay, so let's talk pros for the Hobgoblin. And, you know, we always come down to this one where it's like, oh, communication. I think that's definitely an important thing. But uh the Hobgoblin, let's talk about... It speaks both common and goblin. So it's got multilingual Um, that's that's a pro right there on the resume It has an armor class of 20, uh, the Warlord. uh, So I think that in itself is just terrifying. Is it
0: intimidating?
1: Uh, Yeah, it's got a plus two to charisma and it's got a plus two to intelligence. So charisma is what you do intimidation with. So yeah. Uh, And intelligence. So you're going to get some of those like investigation checks. It's going to make a strong ass argument. Mm -hmm. Speaking of strong, it's also got a plus three to strength. So it's just scary. And he's lawful evil. So he's like by the book. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to throw the book. I'm still... Gonna plant evidence, but like by the book, you know. <laughs> so I'm thinking like an Alice in Wonderland style court where it's like these are trumped up charges, but damn, they sound good.
0: Mm-hmm. I also think that leadership ability would probably come in handy. Yeah. Like someone trying to make a persuasion check or like to deceive wouldn't necessarily be able to.
1: Yeah, you wouldn't want to fuck with that. That leadership ability. So Uh, let's go with cons, though. Uh, oh, you know what? Hang on. This is a pro or a con. They view battle above everything else. What if they viewed this as an intellectual battle?
0: See, okay. See, I could buy that because uh, a con could be that they don't really care about things. Like, if you're strong, you're a good person is basically what their philosophy is. (laughs) That's their defense. Well, it says in the, um... It says in their like write up that um, measures virtue by physical strength and martial prowess. So you yeah. could have just killed someone, but you did it really well, so you're a good person. Is really what my argument is as a hobgoblin lawyer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's what that would be a good one, but also the con on that is like uh, the the other con is that they just they work in they work in that mentality of war. And Mm -hmm. so, like they, they might challenge you or do something to determine your guilt. You know, Yeah. like all right, beat me in like it's just like trial by combat, and that's the fucking prosecutor. It's just all right if you can defeat me, you're free to go. And it's like, oh god, no, oh god, no.
0: I'm honestly just seeing so many pros looking at them, but like we're trying to focus on cons. Yeah,
1: we are trying to focus on cons. Uh, They are evil, but so is the damn horse, so.
0: But it's a horse (laughs) in a (laughs) hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's,
1: I think we need to make a decision at this point, because let's be, let's be real here. On this vote, you go first, go ahead. (laughs)
0: I'm going to pick the Hobgoblin.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Poor
0: nightmare.
1: I know. He just wants to go to the school and get his passes bar. With
0: my, with my NPC. Yes.
1: But I also have to vote for the Hobgoblin warlord.
0: Obviously strategic thinker.
1: Yeah. It's like their fucking move. It's their, it's their thing. And I thought I thought it's the best move here. That hobgoblin has got it. And I feel
0: like being the prosecutor specifically means you need to be aggressive. Like you should be aggressive either way, but like specifically, like that that aggression can yeah. be good.
1: Okay. So we have both voted for the hobgoblin. Uh and Orso wins
0: this week. He wins nothing.
1: Yeah, I win no points, but we will be talking about two more monsters next week. Now make sure you tune in on Twitch to see the other three parts of the podcast we do right after we cut off this audio. So you can catch us every Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Time and we'll be talking uh, about two monsters and then we do a bunch of other cool stuff right after we stop this. So Abby, what are we talking about next week?
0: Next week, you are going to be talking about the gibbering mouther.
1: (laughs) Oh, God.
0: And I am going to be talking about Murfolk.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. The gibbering mouther and merfolk.
0: I think the gibbering mouther is my favorite name of a monster.
1: <laughs> we will see y'all next week. Remember, I'm Corso. I'm Abby. And this has been Monsters Out of, of Context. Ah, uh, yeah.